Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you in Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, you can text us at any time, and you have been all day. We've been talking about what are the Edmonton Oilers right now, a good team, a great team. Uh, are they an elite team? they got the third best record in the NHL since January 30th, third best winning percentage in the league. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott produces the show, is available at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Kevin, how you doing? Stop, I'm great. I think your uh, the weather lady's name was Eileen Bell. I thought I heard that correctly, and it sounds yes. like the weather's kind of warming up there, so... Uh, after hearing that weather report in the lead-in, that's great news for you guys yeah. out there. Oh yeah, no, it's a gorgeous day out today. Uh, nice. The only the only bad part is we still don't have fans in the building because what we're witnessing this season between McDavid, I mean Leon Draisaitl's having just as good a year offensively this year as he had last year, except he's leading totally. the league in plus. Except he's leading the league in plus minus, and yeah, which some people think so. Whatever he is, which yeah, is amazing. Yeah. I mentioned that last night on the air. That's awesome. You know, and you know, some people think plus minus is a BS stat, but the reality is that number sort of says something. I actually want to get you started since you're a former NHL goaltender, Frank Cervelli uh, from TSN. Good guy, yep, works hard. He's a grinder. Yep. He's a grinder. He uh, has just yep. written a pen to piece. It's on uh, TSN.ca. He says Mike Smith is the comeback player of the year. Um, did you see Mike as, as a former goaltender yourself? Did you see Smith having this type of season? I didn't for two reasons. Number one is age, and number two is I didn't know how the Oilers were going to be defensively, so I didn't know what help he was going to get in front of him. Now, from an age standpoint, I mean, he's, you know, he's still a physical specimen. He looks great. 
Uh, he's always in impeccable shape. I saw him last year when they were here, last year in, in New York. Um, I saw him, but I would say this. I think the biggest thing for him is he's, he's done such an amazing job of maintaining his fitness and his conditioning. And when you see him, he doesn't look like his age by, by athlete standards for sure. So it's, it's really impressive what he's done. But in addition to that, you know, I think that Dave's, Dave Tippett's system has really taken hold much better this year than it had you know, last year. And I think that the players are more committed to playing without the puck and defending, which helps Smitty. But all things being equal, Smitty's had an awesome year. And I told you that when they, came, when they went on that original East Coast trip, I think it was Ottawa, he was out for a little bit. And I remember texting him and he said, I don't think it's going to be too long. And then it seemed to be a little bit longer. And then he got back in the net post that injury on that trip and his game just took off and he hasn't looked back. He's been great. He's been amazing for them. And I agree with Frankie. I was actually talking to him yesterday, Sarah Valley. And I couldn't agree with him more. I think Mike Smith hands down uh, is the comeback player of the year in the national hockey league for sure. You talked about uh, fitness level with goaltenders. You were in great shape when you broke in a league. Were there some guys that had bad bodies? I mean, we're t- I'm not, uh, I mean, we're going to a lot 20. of them. A lot of them. I mean, they had broadcaster-like bodies. Is is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite that bad. You know know what? Here's here's what was funny. Like guys used to laugh at me all the time. They're like, "Why are you? Why are you always? Why are you always in the gym? Why do you lift weights? Why do you do that? You can't pull fat. You're not gonna pull. You're not gonna pull fat, but you're gonna pull a muscle. Why are you doing that? Like I used to catch a lot of heat for that back in the day. And then you know, there's a rare odd goalie like Arthur Zerbe who was maniacal about his training too and obviously went on to have a really good career and, and some other players, some other goalies but for the most part a lot of them it was kind of frowned upon and a lot of the players kind of frowned upon you if you were training as, as a goalie depending on what team you were playing for so it was a very different time that way but I'm happy to see how much it evolved and, and where it's gotten to now and it's not only for, for goalies but also for uh for players and, and everybody at different positions. I think it's helped advance our game and, and made our game played at a, at a higher pace and with, with more intensity as well. I think it's been great. It's nice to see that evolution. Well, here's where I'm going to take you. The Oilers had Dwayne Rolison, and at mm-hmm. the time of that trade, Edmonton gave up a first-round pick to get him, and I know there were, Kevin Lowe got some criticism when the trade went down, but the reality is he got them to the Stanley Cup final, and I know if ends or buts, but I think most uh, Oilers fans would suggest if he'd stayed healthy, Edmonton might have knocked off Carolina that year. Uh, but he was a guy that was better in his mid to late thirties than he was earlier in his career. Smith obviously mm-hmm. had an unbelievable season in eleven twelve with with Arizona, where he was like nine twenty. Mm-hmm. I think he was nine thirty regular season, nine forty four. Kevin in the playoffs. It, That's what is set him under Schomburg? Yeah, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The, the goalie whisper. Is there something mm-hmm. about that position that maybe allows a guy to play better later in his career than other positions? biggest thing I would say would be your reads, your ability to read the game and maybe realizing that you might not be as dynamic maybe as you once were or as athletic as you once were to bop around. So you then start re- relying a little bit more on your positioning and your reads. Those are two keys. And as I, I mentioned, Sean Burke, Sean Burke's a great example of that because once he got with Benoit Lair, when Sean Burke got to, to Arizona and in Phoenix, he knew that his body wasn't quite the same, although he too was in great shape as a big man, wiry but powerful, always a gym rat since he was under Dave King, as you'd know, with the national program back home. Right. Yep. And what Benoit Lair did with him is he made him a lot more conservative, so Sean Burke didn't have to chase as much 
So meaning by that, he's, he didn't have to play out above the top of the crease. There's times where there's a lateral play or a lateral pass option. He would be a little bit more conservative and stay a little bit further back in the crease, so to speak. And then if it was an isolated you know, instance where the shooter had time and there's no pass option, then he could be a little more aggressive. And remember, Mike Smith is a prime example of that system. He learned that under uh, – that's a huge part of his game, and he learned that under Sean Burke. They have a great relationship to this day. Sean Burke's now the goalie coach with the Montreal Canadiens, as you know, um, since they made the coaching change there. But those are the biggest things for me, positioning and your reads, your ability to read the game and, and being a lot more conservative, knowing that you just can't necessarily stretch out or jump over and make saves that you probably once could based on you know, your athleticism at that time. We're joined by Kevin Weeks for Canadian Power Pack. Kevin's with the NHL Network. Uh, Kevin, Mark Spector had a little bit of fun the other night with Miko Koskinen, the 3-3 goal that he gave up against Montreal. To paraphrase mm-hmm. uh, Mike Johnson, who's working the TSN broadcast, oh, that's a that's an awful goal. And it was a bad one, and of course he he gave up. Uh, Miko gave up four on four shots in his previous yeah, start. The previous that, game. Mm-hmm. That's that's hard to do, but. When a guy goes in the, you know, when he's in the, you know, what's uh, once in a while, yeah. it's, it ain't easy getting yeah. out of it, is it, as a goalie? No, it's hard. It's hard getting out of it. I mean, you put so much pressure on yourself. Well, I think we talked about this last show, stuff. Being a goalie is the only job in the world where if you make a mistake or if you don't and the puck gets behind you, there's there's a red light that goes on. Right. I, you know, I haven't seen that anywhere, anywhere else, you know, unless you're a first responder and you've got the sirens on, but aside from that really to where it's directly behind you a goal is the only position and it's been a tough goal for Koskinen and you know it's been a really tough goal especially since Smitty's grabbed hold of the net and playing as great as he is Koskinen seems to have lost his confidence and his positioning and it's tough I never like to see anybody struggle I think the biggest thing for him and you know I'm not there so I can't really speak to it but the biggest thing for him would be get, get on the ice with the goalie coach as often as possible I know it's a different season with the schedule but Try to get on the ice as much as he can. Try to get as much work in as he can with the goalie coach and just try to rebuild his confidence by seeing as many pucks as he can possibly see. Because right now, the challenge is for him, he's not getting in the net very often. And then what happens when you do get in the net, you place so much pressure on yourself to make to make every save. And you think that, you know, you live and die with every shot that comes against you as goalies. Yes, uh, that's certainly amplified when you're struggling. You know, you're like, no, I can't. I got to make the save. I got to make the save. Instead of, I'm going to make this save. I will make this save. I can make this save. Do you know what I mean? And, and yep. it's, it, that little adjustment, although it may sound really minute to a lot of listeners, it's it's a huge change. When you're going and you're feeling good, you're like, I got this. I have this. Like, I, I should be here. I'm the man. I'm the you know. I'm the lady. Whoever it is playing, like uh, right. Uh, I got this. But when when you're struggling, you're like ah, and you're fight. That's when they say you're fighting it. You're you're exerting too much pressure on yourself to be able to make the saves, and usually that goes the wrong way because then you're tight. And that same goal that you're referencing, you could tell he was tight. And if you're tight when a puck's coming at you as quickly as it is, remember then you have to uncoil if you're tense. So now you've got to uncoil your body uncoil your muscles, and then try to reach to make a save. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. The Oilers uh, play the Winnipeg Jets, uh, the first two at Edmonton. Uh, there's four games in the span of the first six days. 
of that series, including a back-to-back in Winnipeg Game 3 and Game 4. Mike Smith is 39. Would you have any, if you were the goalie coach for the Oilers, uh, Dustin Schwartz, would you have mm-hmm. any, assuming that Smith plays well in the first three games, would you have any hesitation starting him in a back-to-back at age 39? Not at all. Drink as much coconut water. Get your electrolytes. Take some calcium and magnesium. Get in there, Smitty. You're in great shape. Get in there. We got. We we need to. Here's the thing. If we don't get through the first one, we don't even have to worry about the second series because we won't be playing it. So, let's get as many wins in our pocket as possible. And you know, you can rest in the off season. We're, we're trying. We're trying to bring a Stanley Cup back to Edmonton. That would be my thing. Drink the green tea. Get whatever you need. Coconut water. Whatever you need. Red Bull. Let's go. And I'm sure Smitty feels the same way. Can you confirm or deny that uh, Terry Bagula and the Buffalo Sabres, Kevin, have reached out to you about a president's position? I can, <laughs> I, can I can say TBD. <laughs> Not CBD, T as in, as in toy, TBD. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, interesting, situ- uh, interesting situation there. I'm just going to preface this by saying, you know, the Oilers two years ago, uh, finished the year out of the playoffs. He had a 482 winning percentage. Um, and some, you know, Glenn Gullitson was on the coaching staff. He'd been a head coach twice in the league. You could have gone, uh, you know, Bob Nicholson interviewed 12 to 14 general managers or uh, people for the GM's position. He elected to go with a veteran, Ken Holland. There were several of our listeners to the show that were concerned about Holland's last few years in Detroit, his ability to manipulate the salary uh, cap, those sort of things. Two years later, the Oilers are in a completely different position. Uh, Ken said, I've got to hire a veteran coach. He hired Dave Tippett. The Oilers have had the, the Oilers have three former head coaches on their, uh, three guys have been head coaches with other NHL organizations on their staff between Tippett, uh, Gully and, uh, and Jim Playfair. You look at Buffalo, three straight first time general managers between Tim Murray, Jason Botterill, and now Kevin Adams. Fairly inexperienced head coaching candidates. That current coaching staff doesn't have a lot of... I don't think any of those guys have been head coaches anywhere before um, in higher minor pro or anything. Is And and look at the scenario they're in now between Eichel, uh, Reinhardt, and Ristolainen, yeah. who are respectively linked to McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nurse. Uh, you know, maybe Edmonton got lucky. Maybe Edmonton just made the right call bringing in experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to some extent. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing for the Oilers is now they've got stability there. And, it, you know, it took a long time, too. You guys know that. You've you've been you know one of the lead voices of the Oilers for so long. It's nice to see them finally have some stability. But that hasn't been the case, to your point, in Buffalo. They've been chasing their tail. And, you know, listen, being on the NHL network and you know, being the face of the league network, I, I like to see every club do well. Yep. Hopefully Buffalo could turn it around because it's pretty – like Edmonton, they got an amazing fan base that love their sport, that love their teams, that are very passionate, that live and die with their games. And you want to see you want to see those fans and those amazing fans. You want to see them rewarded for their support and their patience and their support. Pretty abrupt uh, turnover and change around with the New York Rangers as well. Is there any yeah. way? Is there any way they can go with the first time NHL head coach after firing David Quinn, or do they got to bring a guy in with veteran experience? In your opinion. Uh, my thought is ultimately they have to take the best candidate available. But <laughs> the, the challenge for me is with them. <sighs> Look, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a former Ranger. I'm one, they say once a Ranger, always a Ranger, right? Like yep. the Oilers. So to me, 
they, they've got to get this right. They have to get this right. They're, they're kind of lagging a little bit, and they're going to have to get it right this time. I think that I would go with experience if I were them for sure. No question. They've got a lot of excellent young players. you got Artemi Panarin, who's you know, playing up there as a le- at a level with, with Leon and, and Connor. Obviously was a Hart Trophy finalist to Leon last year. And Adam Fox, I think, could win the Norris or Darnell Nurse, for that matter. But they've got pieces, but they need to get some experience, I think, in, in this new direction behind the bench. Because these turnarounds, it doesn't need to take long because they have so many good young pieces, and they do have Panarin, who's one of the best players in the league. Who do you think is more prepared to step up and give the package for Eichel, the L.A. Kings or the New York Rangers? I mean, the Kings have the deepest. You know, you go into that pantry, they've got everything there. They've got old Dutch chips in every flavor when you go, when you go into that <laughs> pantry with them. I love my old Dutch, by the way. But uh, they got old Dutch everything, right? Like, the, the Kings have the deepest prospect pool in hockey. The Rangers are right up there. They're in the top three. But the Kings have the deepest pool, and I'm telling you, uh, they're poised for me to be able to make that deal if they want to. Yeah. The Kings, I think the Rangers can. Now, there might be less appetite to do it with New York just based on being in-state with Buffalo and, of course, in, in New York City with the Rangers. They might be, the Sabres might be a little more apt to do that with, with uh, the Kings. But the Kings, the Kings have more to offer. But certainly the Rangers have, you know, the backing of super strong ownership who's well capitalized. Like you guys see there from in Edmonton, it makes a big difference when your ownership group is as capitalized as they are. And, yep. you know, you see that with the rink in Edmonton. You see that with the commitment to rebuilding the downtown infrastructure and everything else. So, that, to me, that kind of plays in the favor of uh, of the Rangers from that standpoint, even though Mr. Anschutz does exceptionally well with the Kings. Yep. But from a prospect standpoint, I, I say there's more prospects. for The, the LA Kings have a lot to offer. Tons. Yeah, uh, they, they have one that I would not include in the deal, by the way, and that's Quentin Byfield. I would Byfield, keep... yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, to me, that is the long-term face of that organization. And we yeah. there's lots of different layers to why it can be an incredibly important player in terms of building that sport there. He, he's represented well, by Jeff Jackson. Uh, to be honest with you, I would have taken him number one in the draft. So, yeah, I, no, I, totally I would hear you. I would have, you know, I remember Nugent Hopkins and Shifley, and I had some yeah. people say to me, Shifley was going to be better than Nugent Hopkins in five or six years. I'm, I'm here right. to tell you right now that Byfield's going to be better than Stutzla and Lafreniere in four or five years. That's my belief. I could be wrong, but that's sure. where I'm coming from. So, hey, totally Kevin, great stuff. Hey, oh, wait. Uh, I think, yeah. is that is that Terry Bakula calling you on the other line right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> all right, we'll talk, my uh, man. Thanks, my man. Thanks for having me. Thanks to all the oil fans out there. Stay strong. There you go. That is Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. The last guy that was in this slot, he's now the president of the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Would that not be funny? Uh, then we could get like any guy, any executive looking to get back in the game. I think we'd have no problems uh, in terms of lining up for the show and going two for Could you imagine if we went two for two in one year? Never say never. It could happen. Some guests and orders now receive certificates to Japanese Village now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. When we come back, we're going to get to the orders now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry, a legacy of excellence. And we're actually going to talk a bit about we can't have Craig Button on the show. He's contra- Of course, he did the show for uh, six years, uh, obviously, of TSN, contractually obligated. He does another show in town, does a terrific job with Jason. Uh, but we are going to talk a bit about his uh, 
uh, a bit about his Craigslist that came out yesterday, his top prospects. When we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. We had a texter earlier on the show on the Ashley Five Floors text line say the Oilers were a second-pairing left-shot DOA from having a pretty good team on the back end. We'll see what happens with Oscar Kleffbaum. That is going to be an interesting uh, story uh, to follow this offseason. Randy and Brooks says, Bob, the best line of the week, old Dutch chips. Uh, nice reference uh, referring to uh, uh, Kevin uh, Week's appearances here on the show and... You can text us at 780-496-0063. I missed, geez, I should have. I didn't get to this one. I owe an apology to the texter brought up a great point. Uh, Bob, you should have asked Kevin about the goalie whisperer in New York. They've cleaned house, all the coaches but him. He's now survived five head coaches. Is that right? Five head coaches. (laughs) Interesting. This texture says the Oilers are an emerging power franchise. What we have seen in the past with the Penguins and Tampa Bay as a club with depth. The Oilers are creating depth and now need to focus on defensive depth. The emerging team looks like the former Stanley Cup champions. Uh, McDavid, Wayne, uh, Drysettle, Messier, Nuge Curry, Smith, Fuhr. Okay, well, yeah, I think you'd have to factor in Darnell Nurse. He's... He's now a number one defense. This year he's played at the level as a number one defenseman. I don't care what anybody says. Um, the numbers speak for themselves. He's having a turn. Leads NHL defenseman plus 29 on the season. Leads the NHL and even strength goals by defenseman. Another real good. Hit the crossbar last night. 20 seconds left in that game. I promise you we'd get into the Oilers now. Prospect reported is brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and cabinetry a legacy of excellence make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality visit scottarthurmillwork.com today and again we're going to go and uh, deploy the craigslist which came out yesterday from craig button he has four defensemen ranked in the top four spots for the upcoming uh, draft uh, those four are Owen Power who's going to play for Team Canada in the upcoming uh, World Championships he's out of Michigan as well as Brent Clark, who just won a uh, U18 championship with Team Canada. Simon Edvidson, who played for Sweden and lost to uh, Canada in the lost to Canada twice. Canada beat Sweden 12-1 and 8-1 in that tournament. And then Luke Hughes, who's the brother of uh, uh, Quinn and Jack Hughes, he's got uh, Craig Button has him ranked four. So 4D uh, in his top four spots. For the record. I'm almost certain you're not going to see four defensemen go top four spots overall. Edmonton Oil Kings forward Dylan Gunther is ranked seventh on the Craig's list, according to Craig Button. Of course, Bob McKenzie had uh, Gunther tied for second with Simon Edvinson before the U18 tournament. Tomorrow on the show, the head coach of Team Canada from that tournament, a guy that uh, many moons ago worked at the University of Alberta, as a dishwasher, I kid you not, while he was playing uh, junior hockey, we'll talk to Dave Barr and talk about some of the uh, players like Brant Clark and Dylan Gunther uh, that uh, won gold medal with Team Canada in that event. One more from the Craigslist of note. He's got Sebastian Kose at 19. I hope he's available around there. Guy had an unbelievable year this year at the Edmonton Oil Kings. Love it if that ended up transpiring. 129 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, George LaRock, when we return in orders now.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.